Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to the Lawyer's Toolbox on ALRPLA Law Talk Radio. Today is Thursday, September 2nd, and I'm your host, Nick Augustine. This show is produced by ALRPLA Incorporated, a national law practice management agency headquartered downtown Chicago, Illinois, and serving greater Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, and Washington, D.C. We help manage our clients' business so they can spend more time practicing law. Our guest today is attorney James E. Thompson, who is a retired attorney after practicing 26 years. Uh, Jim Thompson formed uh, the Midwest Consulting Group and works to help attorneys get more clients. He also leads the Get Clients Now program. Jim has been a guest uh, recurring on our show and calling in uh, and commenting uh, on several of our Lawyers Toolbox episodes where uh, attorney networking and marketing has been relevant. Now, before we get going today, we want to remind people that we do have two weekly Law Talk radio shows. First, the Consumer's Law Journal, which airs every Tuesday, and second, this Lawyer's Toolbox program, which airs on Thursday afternoons. Both Law Talk radio shows air at 3 p.m. Central, which is also 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific time. We do have a great show for you this afternoon. Invite callers to send their questions either by email to info at alrpra.com or also by calling in to area code 917-889-9732 and pressing option 1 to be placed in the caller queue. The telephone number again is area code 917-889-9732, option 1 for the queue. Want to let people know today that all callers are eligible to receive, uh, in the running to receive admission to the third quarter social media update 2010 that's going to be held Wednesday, September 22nd here in Chicago. Uh, that's sponsored by ALRPRA and a list of other sponsors. We will be sending out uh, info on that on Facebook shortly um, with an event and that is a regular price of admission for $25. So, again, callers are entered to get free admission. Participants not located in the city of Chicago will be able to attend via webinar, so our friends in New York and California can uh, get in on the action. So, quick disclaimer, and then we'll get going. This is a general information program, and the advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice. Results may vary and are based on your specific set of facts and your location. You are always encouraged to privately consult a professional and should be advised that the laws may vary from state to state as they could apply to comments made on this show. Comments made to call by callers and between the callers and attorneys and other professional guests do not constitute attorney-client or other professional-client relationships. All callers do remain confidential and the rights to this broadcast are reserved by ALRPRA Incorporated. Enough about me, more about our guest. Jim Thompson, how are you doing today? Uh, Nick, I'm doing great, and I'm really pleased to be here, and thank you for inviting me. Well, I'm excited to have you talk about something that few people are comfortable in doing, and that's asking for referrals. Um, it's something that I think that we are taught that it's maybe just not the right thing to do, and I, I believe that's something of the past. I think that you have to be able to tell people uh, what you do and let them know you want client referrals, and that's how many people are, are uh, generating business these days. So I'm glad that you're here to talk about the topic. Um, you mentioned uh, when we spoke a little bit before the show um, a promotional uh, item with Bob Berg, if you want to start and get that out of the way. Well, yeah, and I'll mention it also as we go. One of the things that uh, or one of the books that I, I refer to quite extensively uh, is a, a book by the name of, or called Endless Referrals, and it's by Bob Berg. It's B-U-R-G. Uh, I would suggest, it's a, it's a general book as far as referrals, but I would also suggest that any lawyer that's interested in building their business and getting referrals that they um, pick up a copy of this book. I think it's about $16, $17 on Amazon, or you can get it in Borders or one of the local bookstores near you. Um, Bob has been doing this for a number of years, and as a matter of fact, Bob is um, going to be in the, if you're in the Chicago area, Bob is actually going to be um, live. He's got a live presentation in Countryside, Illinois, um, at the William Tell Inn, and this is going to be uh, September 30th. Uh, it's about a three-and-a-half-hour program and if, and I'll give you the information again at the end of the program, but if you um, go to my website, www.lawyers, 
uh, lawyers resource <laughs> excuse me I'm having a little problem talking today uh, lawyers marketing resource dot com uh, and if you send me an email, I will give you the information where you can get a ticket for $47. Uh, that's a savings. The, the price at the door is $97. So if you'll send me an email, I'll send you the information where you can get a ticket for $47. And if you think about it, that's about $10 an hour uh, for absolutely probably the most incredible three hours you'll spend as far as learning about referrals and, and how to get them and all the other things that go along with the referrals. So, again, um, we'll mention it at the end of the program, but uh, if you hadn't had a chance, it's lawyersmarketingresource.com, and you can go there or you can send me a, an email at jet at midwestconsultants.net, and I will tell you how you can get that, that ticket um, if you're in the Chicago area. Jim, I'm taking a look at this site. Is this a new site? Pardon me? Is this Lawyers Marketing Resource a new site in addition to the Midwest Consulting Group site? Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. There's actually two websites. I'm just looking at it right now. All right, well, moving on. Um, and Bob Berg, also, you can find a lot of information on Bob Berg uh, just by sort of doing a Google search for uh, Bob Berg, Endless Referrals. Um, so what does Bob Berg say about, well, first, can you tell us a little bit about who Bob Berg is and why he's relevant? Bob Berg um, has been doing um, studying and, and doing programs on um, getting referrals. He has this book called Endless Referrals. And in addition to the endless referrals aspect of it, uh, in the book, he also talks quite extensively about network marketing, and I know a lot of lawyers that I've talked to, a lot of the new lawyers coming out of law school or lawyers who um, may be laid off with the firms they're in are now finding themselves in a position where they've got to go out and actually start getting business and by networking and going to different events. So about half of the book is really devoted to how to go about network marketing. It's absolutely fantastic. I call it a Bible on network marketing. And then the other half of his book is actually devoted to the um, and to the, the referral process of why referrals are important, how to get them, things you should look at. Uh, Bob's also written two other books. One is called The Go-Giver, which is a, a very quick read, which is an incredibly great book. And the other one is a, um, it's called The Go-Giver for, um, I want to get the exact title, Go-Giver Sell More. Uh, absolutely another great quick read, small book, inspirational type book. And um, it, it is the type of book that uh, you can sit down and I guarantee if you start reading it in an afternoon, you're going to finish it in a couple of hours at most, and it is a very, very inspiring book. So I would uh, certainly recommend those two books uh, for you to go ahead and uh, take, a, take a look at. Again, Bob has been doing this for about 16, 17 years. He speaks to a lot of the big corporations and, and, and uh, the, the General Motors, the AT&Ts. So the list goes on and on. And he is basically going around to different cities, and we're lucky enough to have him. We had him in Chicago last year. And he's uh, decided to come back because he had such a great um, audience that he spoke to last time he was here. Uh, so he is, is, is coming back, uh, as I say, September 30th. And I would certainly, if you're in the Chicago area, try and make that because it will be a very, very um, beneficial program for you. Very good. Um, does Bob, is he a lawyer? What did he do by trade before? No, uh, uh, Bob... Yeah, Bob is not a lawyer. Bob basically um, was in, he actually was a radio and TV, a television personality um, many, many years ago. Uh, did interviews with, you know, the, how the, the newscasters and things of that nature. And then he just developed this program and went out and he's on a speaking tour. Um, as I said, he's not a lawyer. But a lot of the things that I'm going to talk about really, they cross over. They're all, geared for other businesses, other professionals, but quite frankly, they, they do cross over into, you know, other areas uh, as well as the law. So, but um, what, what I would really like to talk about right now, uh, Nick, and, 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 and hopefully 
um, by the end of the program, we're going to be changing your referral mindset. Um, I know that a lot of lawyers are involved in, in getting referrals and, and think about getting referrals, but there's a lot of lawyers that I talk to um, that, that kind of, I guess for lack of a better term, give getting referrals lip service, but they never really think about the ways that they should go about getting uh, referrals. I want to I quote a statistic here because I think when I, when I looked at this the other day, um, again, for about the third time, I, I read it over again, and it's, it's continually um, blows my mind, if you will, when I look at uh, this statistic. And I want you to, I'm going to go very slowly on this, and I want you to think about it. Uh, a fellow by the name of John Janish, um, who is the uh, author of Duct Tape Marketing, and he's come out with another book called Referral, The Referral Engine. He did a study of about 2,000 or so small business owners, professionals, um, and uh, the study found that 63, about 63% of the people he surveyed felt that over half of their business, half of their business came by way of referrals. That does not surprise me, but this next uh, portion does. He found that in that same group, 80% readily admitted that they had no system of any kind whatsoever to generate referrals. Or I guess what do you mean by a system? Well, we'll talk about that in just a little bit uh, as far as what a system goes. But the, the important thing is that to look here and go, only 20% of, of the small business owners, professionals out there actually had some system or plan in mind to get referrals. So as That's I said, remarkable. it is. It's, it's a totally, um, when I read that statistic, I went back and did some checking on it just to make sure that, that I was reading it right because it, it really, really surprised me. And I think the thing that was really surprising to me is how can a, a business owner or a lawyer, and after all, business or lawyers are business owners, uh, could rely on getting over 50% of their business from referrals and, not, and that the referrals are so powerful and not have any system or plan or any way of um, making sure that they, they, they are aware or cognizant of the fact that they need to be out there getting referrals. Um, and now I'm, I'm going to date myself a little bit because when I started practicing law, um, the only way that we really got business, we couldn't even really yellow, advertise in the yellow pages uh, except for a little one-liner, but most of our business came by way of word of mouth and referrals. And I would bet still that there's a good portion, a good number of the lawyers out there who still get a, a large portion of their business through referrals, even though now, um, you know, you folks can advertise um, on the radio, on TV, on billboards, and, of course, with the Internet, with the websites and the uh, social media sites, lawyers are, are, are able to attract business in that way. But still, um, when you look at over 50% of your business and maybe more coming by way of referrals, you need to really think about what you can be doing to, to get the, the referrals that you need. And I think... Hey, Jim, can I jump... Sure. Can I jump in sure. there for a second? Sure. Um, one of the things that I, I, you know, I, I'd like that you respond to or, or comment on, you know, when talking about referrals, is the experience that uh, several people have made this comment to me, and they said in the past, when more of us belonged to country clubs or other social uh, settings and events, um, we were physically present more often with people, and now with a lot of electronic, we don't need to be out there in the community as much, and as a result, some people are a little out of sight, out of mind, um, and I think that it's harder to remember to refer someone to somebody you're not seeing um, on a consistent basis, which is why you know, those of us who work in offices where there are plenty of other, you know, lots of lawyers there, uh, you know, people are referring between themselves and things, but getting the referrals from clients and former clients like you had mentioned, um, when you're not seeing, you know, Bob at the golf course anymore, um, and I think that that's something that, you know, maybe you'll disagree with me, and, but I don't think that that's an untrue statement. Um, 
Was that something that you're thinking of? Well, I, I think, Nick, you hit on kind of an important point, and that important point is, yes, we're not seeing people as much as we used to maybe, and that is all the more reason why that, that we, uh, and I say we as lawyers or business people, uh, business owners need to be more cognizant of the fact that we have to take a proactive way. Uh, we have to be more proactive in going out and actually developing our leads or our referral sources, things of that nature. Um, again, you know, the, the, the social media sites, the websites and things will bring people to maybe look at your website and think about maybe using you as a lawyer, but it's still that, I guess for lack of a better term, and it will never go away, that human touch, that, that, that feel good, I know somebody, I can see them. It's still, even if you look at a website right now, and, you, and it could be the greatest website in the world, you still don't have that, that warm, fuzzy feeling that you get when uh, somebody refers you to someone and then, then they come into your office and you know they've been referred by someone, that type of thing. So we need, as lawyers, as business people, to, to develop, if you will, a system that we can, we'll talk about that in a little bit, about developing the system uh, or some of the things you can do to develop the system uh, to, to actually go out and make sure that people know about your business and they know that you are uh, in the referral. You, you want the referrals. Um, you're looking for the referrals. So many times I think, and this happens, that lawyers um, think that just because they, they, they may think in their own mind that they do a good job for somebody, someone is going to go out and just refer them to people as they come across people. And quite frankly, that doesn't happen. We need to educate our clients that we are in and we do business by way of referrals. And we're going to talk about this in, in a much greater detail. And I think maybe one of the things I want to touch base a little bit on here, Nick, and we all are sitting here kind of thinking, yeah, we all know that there are benefits to referrals, and therefore we should be getting referrals, but we don't really go back and really think some of the, some of the benefits that, that really can um, come by way of a referral. Um, Let's talk about that in two minutes after we pause for our first break, the benefits of referrals. Thank you for anybody who just tuned in. You're listening to The Lawyer's Toolbox on AORPRA Law Talk Radio. Our guest today is Attorney Jim Thompson, teaching us how to ask for client referrals. Anyone who just called in who has a question for Jim Thompson can dial 917-889-9732 and press option 1 to be placed in the queue. The call-in number again is 917-889-9732. Also, when you a message from our sponsor, when you need the right legal services to advance your creativity, and we're now talking about intellectual property, all the things, trademarks, copyrights, things that solidify our brands, that differentiate us from the crowd. It's all creativity. Call the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Attorney Nancy K. Ducharme brings big law firm experience and reputation to her intellectual property law firm, serving national corporate clients in the areas of trademark, copyright, Internet law, and advertising law. You can find the Law Office of Nancy K. Ducharme today by visiting nkdlaw.com and also by searching for the Law Office of Nancy K. Ducharme on Facebook. By clicking the Like button on the law firm's business page, you'll receive periodic blog updates with recent developments in the rapidly changing field of intellectual property law. Now back to Jim Thompson. Jim, tell us about the benefits of referrals and, uh, and uh, our activity that we're talking about today. Okay, great. Uh, Nick, we probably, if we sat down and thought about the benefits of referrals, we'd all come up with these. But as a, as a practicing lawyer before I had the opportunity to retire, I never thought about some of these things. And I'm sure a lot of the lawyers I talk to um, never really think about really some of the benefits. Oh, yeah, the benefit of a, of a referral is that somebody comes into our office and we may make a fee out of them. And that's obviously the most important thing as far as um, one of the benefits. But some of the other things... When somebody is referred to you, that prospect is already coming in on what we call working on borrowed influence. If, if someone refers a client to you, that person who referred that client to you 
obviously has some influence over the person that's being referred. So you are, in essence, being built up in their eyes. They're, you're working on the influence of that other person who happened to, to refer you. Um, one of the things that, that, that kind of comes by way of a, a referral is the fact that uh, the fee situation, usually when someone comes into your office from a referral, they have an idea of what your fees are, what your fee structure is, because um, the person that referred you usually is going to be asked that question. So they're coming into your office already having some idea of what you may charge per hour or how you operate or what your fee schedule is. So you're, you're, you already have that hurdle overcome, if you will. Um, one of the things that, that is really interesting, and this is kind of a, a strange thing, but a referral actually builds more loyalty with the person who actually gave you the referral. And it's, it's kind of called the law of consistency that basically says once we make a choice to take a stand, we will encounter a personal and interpersonal pressure to behave consistently with that commitment. So someone who makes a commitment to give us a referral has something to gain there. And they feel much better about the fact that they referred someone and they're going to be more loyal to you as a result of having referred someone. I know probably most people don't think of it in those terms, but, but when somebody refers someone to someone, they feel good about it. They've gotten a, um, oh, for lack of a better term, they've gotten a stake in it because they've done something and, and it makes them feel good. And they become more loyal to you for future legal work or even sending more and more retur uh, referrals. So, Jim, you know what it reminds me of? What's that? It reminds me of secondary gain, the, the idea of secondary gain, um, and I'm thinking in terms of, and I know you're a retired trial lawyer, I'm thinking in terms of the person who goes to see doctors over and over because they like the treatment and they, you know, um, it's kind of psychologically along those same lines. With that, and I suppose that may be similar to um, a comment that Dr. Leah made where, um, she said that when people ask someone a favor, uh, there's like there's research out there that the person who was asked a favor, their uh, their social stock increases per se, uh, the type of a thing, um, just because you have the opportunity to do something for someone else. So sort of along an altruism uh, line uh, and theories of that. So is, did you see other other research or anything like that? That's almost exactly right on point, Nick. The, the fact okay. that you know when when you when you do something, you feel good about it, and then you become more loyal to the person you've done something for. It's kind of a, a strange feeling, but when even in your own, if you've referred somebody or you've done something for you have done something for somebody, you get to feel a lot better about yourself. And um, so it's kind of a uh, it's it's a benefit for both. It's a benefit to the person that's actually referred you someone, and obviously it's a benefit to you that that somebody referred you. Um, something else that's, that's kind of interesting um, that 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 comes about is that and, and think about this as a lawyer or any professional, uh, if you're just starting out or or you're, you're building your practice, you've got to work to go out and get business, obviously. Well, one of the things that referrals do for you is give you additional time with which to do your work because you're not going out and having to, I know in some industries, cold call or go to networking events or do all the things that you have to do to, to get business. When you get a referral, you're actually saving a lot of time so you can spend more time with those clients, teaching the clients that you get referrals from to get your referrals. So it really is, in a way, is going to give you a lot more time. Um, oh, so can I just tell you a personal, personal story? Sure, sure. I have experienced exactly that where I have referred cases to a lot of my attorney clients, and I will, it's interesting the way that things work sometimes. I'll refer a case to a, a person A, person B, who doesn't even know them, who may be another client, they don't know each other, will call and refer someone to me. It's just, it's like the universe knows that I'm making referrals. And, um, and you know, I've been getting the amount of referrals that I have been receiving from people have filled a lot of gaps that I have sort of scaled back on sort of uh, some of the outreach activities. And I even forget sometimes 
that I can do those things, which is a lot of you know a lot of the things that we're doing anyways. Um, and it, it's very true that we forget to do our traditional uh, marketing and uh, sourcing uh, to get more clients when uh, everybody's referring them to us. So, but don't you think we need to do both? Oh yeah, you need, you definitely need to do both. But what I what I'm really saying here is, once you start getting people referring you, let me give you an example. Um, client A refers client B to you. Okay, now client B refers somebody to you. So now instead of one person just referring somebody to you, you've got two people, and then client B refers client C, and it kind of geometrically progresses that way. And so you're getting people coming into your office, coming into your practice who are being referred to you rather than you having to go out and, for lack of a better term, beat the bush to get the clients. Um, the the uh, I, I, economics of scale uh, for doing something like that, uh, when, when clients are calling you, and that's obviously what we want them to do is be calling all the time. That's why we, we you know we're on the Internet, we're on the web, we want clients to be calling, but when they're, they're referral clients, those are clients that you know somebody's taking the time to refer to you who has it's that, that trust factor that somebody who they trust trusts you enough to send you or to send that client to you. So therefore you're 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 automatically building on that uh, trust factor and obviously that's the most important thing we've got is that no like and trust factor. So when somebody is referred to you you know, it's it, you go up in their eyes exponentially as opposed to somebody just looking on the web and, and calling somebody because they see a nice website or something of that nature. The other thing that it does, and it, it kind of goes along with it, is when somebody refers someone to you, the person that's referred knows that you work on a referral basis. So therefore, their mindset is more in tune to referring somebody they know. So you're constantly building your practice. And, and you know, wouldn't it be nice if, if we didn't have to advertise and we didn't have to have a website, we didn't have to have all this. I say we're going to have to have it, obviously, but uh, you have such a, a referral business that, you know, they just keep coming to you. And, and it, it, that can be done if you work at, you know, setting up that referral mindset that I, I – I, um, I talk about, and, um, you know, there, there's a number of reasons um, that lawyers or any professionals or any small business owners do not have that re referral mindset, and, and one of the things is, and it's very simple, it's one word, we forget to ask for referrals. Um, as simple as it may sound, somebody leaves your office, you do what you think is a good job for them, um, and there, there's no follow-up. There's no um, way that you can measure whether or not, in fact, they were pleased with your service. I know when I was practicing law, um, you know, it was nice. And every once in a while, you get somebody that comes in to your office and says, oh, they were referred by so-and-so, and you hadn't done something for that client for two years. Usually in, in a professional practice like a law firm or a medical practice, for some reasons the client's, don't thank you. They, they automatically think whatever you do for them, whatever service you perform, um, they're paying the fee is a thank you. And they never sit down and, and tell you, well, I really appreciate what you've done. And so we don't take that opportunity, if you will, to sit down with a client when we're finished with um, whatever we've done for them and find out just exactly what we did do. One of the things I would suggest that uh, the lawyers, the law firms out there, and I would suggest this as an action item, is to come up with some type and make it fairly simple, but some type of, um, for lack, again, of a better term, a checklist or a how did we do form that after a matter is closed that you could send a questionnaire out. And it could be very, and make it very simple. Don't make it very lengthy because people t have a tendency not to fill that out. But just a short, how did we do? Here's a short questionnaire. Uh, what did we do that um, you were pleased with? And please tell us if there's something that we didn't do that you would have liked us to have done for you. And here is the other thing. 
and again, setting up in their minds a referral mindset of, um, would you refer your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, whichever way you want to put it, depending on the type of practice you have, to our law firm? And then ask them to send it back. One of the things I would certainly do is send them a self-addressed stamped envelope. Um, quite frankly, I know it sounds very um, minute, but a stamp on an envelope makes it real easy to put it back in the mail and send it back. If they have to go looking for a stamp, it gets very complicated. And, and I would right. not make, make the questionnaire any more than, oh, you know, five or six questions. And, and just very simple, just so that they understand that you still care about them, that you want to find out what, uh, you know, what you did right, and, again, maybe what you did wrong. One of the things that, that clients will usually, and there have been studies done about this, clients, especially in a professional-type practice uh, that, that come to lawyers or doctors, usually will not tell the lawyer that they didn't like something or they won't tell the doctor that they didn't like something. They'll just go out, they'll pay the fee, and you'll probably never hear from them again. And obviously, you're never going to get a referral. Now, of course, the worst thing that could happen is they go out, and it's the the adage that, well, if somebody likes what you did, they're going to tell one person. If they don't like what you did, they may tell ten people. So wouldn't you want to know what you did right so that you can keep on doing it and what you did wrong? It may be, and I would almost guarantee that one of the things that we always hear as as lawyers – that uh, they didn't return the phone calls. Uh, that's obviously one of the things that I think everybody I've ever talked to about law practices and, and things of that nature. That's one of the things that always comes up. The lawyer doesn't return my phone calls. Okay, uh, at least you're letting that client tell you that they have a problem with that. You can rectify that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and by rectifying that, I mean making sure your staff knows that if you can't return a phone call, you make sure that your secretary calls them back that day and says something to, you know, well, well Jim was in court all day. He wanted to let you know he got your phone call, and uh, he expects to be finished with court tomorrow afternoon and will return your phone call. That type of thing where, where at least there's a secretary calling you back, the client doesn't want to be left out there hanging. And I know I've kind of digressed a little bit, but that's one of the things I find that, that when I talk to lawyers or when they get questionnaires back, that's always one of the things that um, clients get very upset with. And it's, it's very hard. I know when I practiced law, it was very difficult. Well, I shouldn't say it's difficult. I just didn't for a number of reasons, return calls, especially if you're in a trial practice or you're, you're out of the office quite a bit, that type of practice, it's hard to return calls. But you should have a system in place where if you can't return a phone call, that somebody in your office, an associate or secretary or paralegal, calls that person back just to let them know that you're interested in them. I know I kind of think right, so we got on, right? yeah. System Hi. number one. System number one is how to... Set it up so that people are getting return phone calls. Very important. Let's pause quickly for identification. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to the Lawyer's Toolbox Show on Law Talk Radio, brought to you by ALRPRA Incorporated. Telephone number to call in today is area code 917-889-9732. Again, 917-889-9732, option one to be placed in the queue. Our second sponsor is also our guest today. It's Jim Thompson. He's a seasoned attorney and marketing coach, and you should talk to him about his Get Clients Now program. He'll help you take the crucial steps towards increasing your firm's revenues and showing you how the Get Clients Now program employs various time-honored techniques to help you attract new business and encourage referrals. Jim is going to be a recurring guest on the Lawyer's Toolbox show regarding attorney marketing. And to learn more about Jim Thompson and the Midwest Consulting Group, please visit MidwestConsultants.net today. And also check out his testimonials on Facebook by searching Get Clients Now. ALRPRA strongly endorses the Get Clients Now program and understands the very important personal accountability. I can't stress that enough. Personal accountability component of this course. You can get in touch with Jim Thompson again today by visiting MidwestConsultants.net. Now back to the show. Jim, we're talking about systems, how to ask for referrals, and how to get these systems set up so that we start activities, continue in those activities, and uh, I suppose that's a whole other show about creating habits. Um, but 
What else can we do? What else should we be doing? Everyone's taking out there. Well, one of the things I want to go back, and I want to make sure that uh, the use of the telephone, we, and I kind of digress quite a bit, but um, one of the things I want to make sure, as far as your system goes, is that you establish that questionnaire. That should be something that you do religiously. You finish a matter with a client, you send out a questionnaire about how you did, what you did right, etc. cetera. Um, now, obviously there are some clients that you do ongoing matters for, and it doesn't hurt to send a questionnaire to them. Uh, just because uh, you've been working on a client's matter for a month or two, instead of just sending the bill out, um, you can obviously send a questionnaire with that bill. How are we doing? What could we do better? That makes the client want to interact with you. You're going to find out what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. And again, um, one of the questions would be, would you refer us to a business associate, a friend, a neighbor, whatever the, the type of relationship is. If, if you're doing um, a business relationship with, 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 with a client, you might want to just keep that as would you refer us to um, you know, other business associates that you have, things of that nature, so that, that they, you, they let you know whether they would or they wouldn't, but it also puts in their mind that you are looking for referrals without actually coming out and saying I'm looking for referrals. Um, they might not know that. They might assume that you have uh, you know, a steady stream of work fed from who knows where and that uh, you don't need any more cases. Some lawyers turn away cases. They're like, I'm sorry, the, you know, the ship is full. No one else is getting on. Well, you know, you, you, you just touched on something. That's true, and it's also the opposite is true that many lawyers I've talked to, when we talk about the referral process, they're, they're a little reluctant to ask for referrals because they don't want it to seem like they're, they're begging or they're needy or their practice isn't full. So they, they shy away from acting for, or asking for referrals for that particular reason. They feel like, well, if I ask, if I ask uh, Joe to send me some referrals, I'm kind of like telling him I need more work, which we do, but I don't want him to know that I don't have enough work. And it's kind of like, wait a minute, the mindset has to be changed here. You let that client know that you're always looking for work, even if you're full, um, you know, even if your practice is full, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I know, you know, when, when, when you're in practice for yourself or you have your own law firm, a lot of times you don't know where that next client is going to come from. And, and you've got to mm-hmm. keep building and building and building so that that client comes in and, and the next client comes in the door. Um, and, and that's kind of a – it gets back to one of the reasons why lawyers – or professionals or other business people don't ask for um, referrals. Um, and, and, and one of the other things, too, is uh, and it's kind of interesting is we have a lack of confidence in asking for a referral. Uh, and that kind of gets back into and it ties into the questionnaire. We, we finish something, and we're kind of afraid to ask that client how we did. Okay, the client, you know, we send the final bill out, the client pays us, and we... Maybe maybe we don't want to hear from an ego standpoint that the client says, well, I wish you would have done this or I wish you wouldn't have done something differently. And that's why if you send that questionnaire out, it makes it so much easier for that person to, instead of talking to you direct and you talking to them direct, you basically have this um, questionnaire coming back. You read it, you look it, and then you follow up on it. You call that person and say, geez, thanks for you know, letting me know that we did this right for you, and I want to let you know that this is, this is one of the areas of our office we were concerned about, and we have been working on that, and we want to thank you for letting us know that that's something you were concerned about. And, you know, you just continue to develop that rapport with clients. Uh, again, nope. it gets into that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. One of the things that, that that will do, I think, uh, is increase in the, hu- the human the human capital and the humanization of lawyers. It's something that just seems to be so important. And, um, you know, I suppose in the past where, you know, even when I was in school, the idea was that if you were a lawyer, you had the access to all the tools and the client, you know, you're almost like the wizard behind the curtain. Well, the curtain's been... Uh, you know, brought back now, and a lot of you know, just through the internet, 
Clients can find all sorts of information online. They can do a lot of the research. In a, in a lot of respects, there are certain things that they can do without, the, without their attorney. And in order to remain viable in the consumer's eye, I think, it's important that lawyers become humans and have some level of humanization. And by asking, am I doing a good job along the way, by showing the client that you respect them, the, you respect that they pick you out of a sea of people to handle their important matter, and just by showing that respect to people, and by by doing what you're suggesting with the um, you know the routine uh, you know surveys and how am I doing type activities, it, it does it it brings you closer, and they because they feel I think that they feel a sense of ownership when they hire a law firm and give you know substantial money to uh, accomplish a task. Um, again, this whole concept of the humanization of lawyers is something that I think that we're going to be seeing more and more of, and I think more people will be talking about. So um, you really are accomplishing multiple things. Just by doing this referral uh, program and getting these systems in place, I can see some real benefits to uh, really positively affecting your personality as a professional. Oh, I totally agree. And, you know, when clients are coming to most law firms now, as you just mentioned, they, they can go on the Internet and they can do the research and they can find out all kinds of things about you as a lawyer and about what their particular problem is. And so um, it's not just, a, and I, I hate to use this word, but you're not just a technician anymore. You you become their psychologist, you become their friend, you become uh, their confidant. And the more you can build up that trusting relationship, uh, it, it builds a, a client loyalty to you. And then building that client loyalty to you makes that person want to uh, refer other people he comes in contact with uh, to you. Um, and it, and it's an ed, it really is an educational process of, number one, um, educating the lawyers that we're talking about. One of my jobs is to educate the lawyers to, to, to learn the process of getting referrals, but it's the lawyer's job to also educate the client as to the type of referrals that he can do or what that client can do for him as far as letting him know that, yes, we, we do this, uh, if you're in a big law firm or a small, or a, a medium-sized law firm where you have two or three partners that do different things, you want to make sure that if I have a client that comes in for a real estate closing, say, uh, I want that client to also know that my partners, my one partner might do wills and trusts, my other partner might do taxation, or my one of my partners might be a, a litigator. Uh, you need to kind of make sure that, you, as a lawyer, let the other your clients know what the other lawyers in your practice do, so that if they're out there and, and hey, Jim might be the greatest real estate lawyer in the world, and if I come across a real estate deal, I'm certainly going to refer him to Jim. And if that client doesn't have any idea that his partner is the best wills and trusts estate attorney in, in in Illinois, then he may refer someone outside, even though. You know, he likes your firm, but he doesn't know that, or he likes you, but he doesn't know what the rest of the guys in your firm do. So it's really important that you educate the client, too, from that standpoint. Um, I'm going to touch on something else that I think, <clears throat> and this is something that I stress all the time, and it, it's when you get a referral from a client or a another business owner or a friend or it doesn't necessarily have to be a client, you make sure that you thank that person for the referral. And not just, and the last thing, and I stress this with, with, with my clients, do not ever, ever, ever send a thank you email. I would rather get or rather have somebody not thank me for a referral than send me an email as a referral because an email take I can sit here right now while I'm talking to you and send out five emails to people, and it takes me ten seconds to say, hey, thank you for the referral, and it means nothing. And when I'm talking about thanking a, a, someone for a referral, I'm not really talking about even a monetary thank you, although sometimes that might be appropriate, uh, you know, a gift if the type of referral uh, 
tickets to a game or, or golf or, or whatever. But one of the things I'm, I'm talking about is sending that person that sends you a referral a personalized note, a note that you hand wrote out that says, you know, hey, Nick, I really appreciate the referral of John, and I, I will see to it that I handle his matter or whatever it is in the same manner that I've been working or, or doing for you all along, something along those lines that you can personalize the words. It doesn't matter what the words are. The fact is that you send something. Now, what does that do? Now, think about this. How many times have you in the past, even in the past six months, gotten a thank you note from someone? And if you have, you've looked at that and gone, wow, this is the only one I've gotten in six months. Jim really appreciates me sending him a referral. Guess what? I'm going to keep on sending him referrals. Or the other thing is clients need to be reminded that they need to send you referrals. So you send out a thank you note. I send a thank you note to Rick or to Nick for, for a, a referral he sent me. And I've had uh, clients tell me, and, and I'm sure this happens all the time because it's happened to me, oh, I got this uh, nice note from Nick thanking me for the referral. You know what? I got someone else I need to call and have him give Nick a call for a referral. Reminder. Yes, exactly. It's top-of-the-mind awareness, exactly what it is, and, and you just hit it. And, and, and see, these are things when we're talking about the referral mindset of, okay, we don't have a system. I'm talking about, okay, number one, you know, get a, um, a questionnaire you can send out. Have a system. And part of your system is every time you close a case, you send out a questionnaire or uh, when you're working on a long-term type relationship with a client, you you know send a questionnaire periodically about how you're doing. Uh, you know, number two, have a system so that when somebody sends you a referral, automatically you send a thank you note. Uh, and, and again, that's not necessarily just a, um, a, a a client that sends you a referral, but anyone that sends you a referral. Make sure there's a system in place. Your secretary knows, or, or and, and really you don't want your secretary handwriting a note for you, obviously, but your secretary knows that, okay, you just got this referral, this nice referral from Nick. She walks into your office and hands you a nice card that you can handwrite out. It takes you, you know, 30 seconds to write it out. Make sure that you, um, you know, handwrite out the envelope. And then put a commemorative stamp on there. Don't put just a regular stamp on there. Put some type of commemorative stamp on there. Again, what are you doing? You are uh, creating an awareness in that person that gets it that, hey, Nick is really, really on the ball. He's thanking me. And I really appreciate that. And, oh, by the way, yeah, it just occurred to me. I've got someone else I want to refer to Nick. That's what you want to do with the, the thank yous. Um, so right, uh, Jim, let's pause. Jim, if we could sure. pause, we need to uh, pause for our final sponsor identification, uh, our sponsor and uh, identification. And then we'll get back to more systems. And again, one thing that uh, maybe we should talk about it a little bit is that a system does not need to be something complex. And, and when I say when I think of systems, um, I just wanted to throw this out there. I actually take pieces of paper and, you know, hand write out in the procedures what I do every time for whatever type of uh, event it is, and I put them in a, in a notebook and then uh, continue, and it, cause that's, you know, we're so pressed for time. You can hand write your system while sitting on the couch watching TV, put it in a notebook or somewhere where it's available, and uh, just flip to that and remind yourself. Um, so anyways, more systems uh, coming up with Jim Thompson. Anyways, people who are just turning in, you're listening to the Lawyer's Toolbox on ALRPRA Law Talk Radio, and we wanted to let you know about our third sponsor and another person who deserves some referrals. It is credit damage expert George Finder. George Finder is one of the only credit damage experts in the country, and attorneys and plaintiffs who have retained his services have earned huge damage awards in various practice areas, such as personal injury, employment law, family law, and general civil litigation. By learning to incorporate credit damage questions in your initial intake process, then you and your staff will learn to spot the credit damage events worthy of calling George Finder and retaining his credit damage analysis services. Um, this is something that is not 
many people are not used to the idea of being able to have uh, compensable credit damages, but again, their uh, information is stale, and there's new information out there. George is ready to share that with our, any of our listeners. Uh, if they contact George and tell them that they heard about him on Law Talk Radio, they will receive free of charge one hour of COE presentation. So grab a pen and take down this email address. It is Credit Damage Associates at gmx.com. Again, Credit Damage Associates at gmx.com. Available nationwide, Credit Damage Expert George Finder and his website are full of resources. You can visit creditdamageexpert.com to learn more about George Finder and his expert services. Again, creditdamageexpert.com. Uh, he has a YouTube video that's embedded right in the website that uh, shares and explains it all in a nutshell, all sorts of resources there. I believe the intake forms are available uh, on the website as well. So it's definitely worth checking out and uh, sharing. Uh, so, again, creditdamageexpert.com for George Finder. Now, back to Jim Thompson uh, talking about asking for referrals, learning how to get referrals, and building systems. Um, anyone who wants to call in, we have uh, people who are shy and or too busy or on vacation today, but... Uh, anyone out there who wants to call in, it's 917-889-9732. Again, 917-889-9732. Uh, we've got about 10 minutes left, Jim. Uh, what are some more systems or what are your thoughts on how we can uh, actually put these in place and do them? Because saying that we need a system is one thing, actually doing it and following up is another. Yeah, you know, Nick, and, and, and this hour just seems to go by so fast when you're talking about things. <laughs> But you brought up kind of an important point, and I'm going to digress just a bit on systems. Sometimes when somebody talks about doing a system, they get this mindset, well, I've got to sit down and I've got to develop this whole system and it's going to take me forever and I don't have the time. You can start developing your systems slowly. Just, just what I just talked about, um, uh, d- develop a questionnaire and, 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 and take some time to do that. Um, thank you cards. Get get a set of thank you cards and and talk to your secretary about what you want to do. And then as you start doing it, you refine these systems. You don't have to come up with everything all at once. And we could talk about a, a systems probably for another three or four hours. But I want to go back to just a couple more things. One of the things I think you should do right now, and and, and somebody, and I think this is so true, we've imparted hopefully some knowledge um, with, with, with this short program this afternoon, but knowledge is totally useless unless you do something to, to some action, take some actions to do it. One of the things I would certainly suggest is that you sit down and spend whatever amount of time, it doesn't have to be an awful lot, and list out your clients that have given you referrals, say, in the past six months. And make a list, and then re. And if you haven't talked to these clients in say the last two or three months, reconnect with them. And here's what I would suggest you do. Again, the power of a note is so important. Just send them a little note. It doesn't have to be a thank you note. You know, dear, dear John, I was just thinking about you. I hope everything's going fine. You don't ask for business. You don't. But you're starting to reconnect with people you haven't connected with. Um, and you can, you can. Develop that, and it's strange how somebody will get a note and they'll call you up and say, hey, Nick, I got your note. That was great. And then you can start that reconnect process again. Um, take a look at um, people that you've done, um, you've performed legal services for that uh, you, you, you could be good partners for you, who could be good cl- or could referrals for you. Make a list of those people. Reconnect with those people. All you want to do is start that know, like, and trust factor again. Um, Before we go, I want to touch on one other thing. And I know many lawyers out there, um, they they get business from other lawyers and, and, you know, the referral partner aspect of other lawyers. But you also need to be thinking about other people, uh, other businesses, other business owners, uh, CPAs, finance, depending on the type of practice you have. um, You may you may want to form referral partnerships with chiropractors, with orthopods, orthopedic surgeons. Um, if you're in the in the PI business, if you're in the uh, wills and trust estate planning business, you might want to make sure you form referral partnerships with um, uh, uh, financial planners, CPAs. Take a look at people that who are out there that 
you know that you could form a partnership with, a referral partnership with. Um, and that doesn't mean you have to, you know, I, I know there's the, from, a, from an ethical standpoint you can't split fees on that, and obviously you don't want to do that. But if you have a CPA that you could work with, he sends you business, you certainly could reciprocate and send him business. So we get into this referral partner aspect. Take a look around. Um, if you're in a chamber or if you're in any kind of group, take a look around at the people that are in the group with you who um, you may not have thought about this before, but who could become referral? You may go to the health club, and you may know three or four people at the health club that maybe one's a CPA, one's a financial guy, uh, one's a chiropractor, or one's a, a medical doctor. Take a look around and see who you know that you could form a, a partnership with and start developing that. Because after all, if a CPA is in the same boat we are as lawyers, we're looking, they're looking for business, so you start helping each other out. And uh, pretty soon you're developing a nice referral partnership. You're referring people to them. They're referring people to you. Their clients are referring clients, et cetera, et cetera. And you're building your business and uh, your law practice or their practice, and and everybody's happy and uh, making lots of money and uh, doing. One other thing I want to mention before I go, and if if um, I want to I want to recommend a book to you out there that if you don't know about it, if you've heard about the uh, E-Myth, Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth, and I think there's E-Myth Revisited. Well, he's also come out with a new book called The E-Myth Attorney. Um, and you can get it on uh, CDs. It's a six-CD set, or you could buy the book. Um, depending on, uh, you know, as a lawyer, I, I, I had a hard time reading something that wasn't work-related. I, I had this... Uh, I felt like, oh, if I wasn't reading briefs or I wasn't, you know, doing something like that, I was wasting my time. So I, I, I started doing and listening to a lot of CDs in my car, and um, that's a great way to learn. I would pick up that book. You can get it on Amazon. I think it's $22. It is a great investment. Um, I think it's six CDs. It is really, really, it hits home with a lot of things, on, on especially especially those out there that are solos or in a small one, two, three-man firm. Uh, this this stuff is great. Um, so it's, it's The E-Myth Attorney by Michael Gerber. Uh, and then there's another book. Uh, I mentioned John Janis. It's called The Referral Engine. Again, it doesn't specifically hone in on lawyers as far as referrals and networking and getting referrals, but you can take the, the theory that they use as far as getting referrals and, and hone it into, you know, where it's going to work for you. Uh, and, and again, I want to I want to recommend, you know, again, Bob Berg's endless referrals. Um, if you're not in the Chicago area or you can't, you know, get to his his uh, talk on the September 30th. By all means, get his book. And, and it's not a book that you sit down and you read it through. It's kind of like a reference book. You can read parts of it. Um, there's things in there. He talks about sending notes and after you meet someone, how you should send a note. It's just an absolute great book. And, and again, if you're in the Chicago area, down in the south suburbs, um, or in, anywhere in the Chicago area, if you really want um, a great three hours of, of how to get referrals, things you can do, things you can do to build your practice for, uh, you know, the, the, the $47. If you email me at get at midwestconsultants.net, I'll send you the code where you can, um, you know, get the ticket, and it's a $47 ticket as opposed to, I think it's $97. You can save yourself some money, but it would be, you know, very, very beneficial, I think, for you to, to do right. if you're in the area. Very good. Good information. Jimmy, look forward to your next episode. We'll talk about another great topic. Of course, we'll send out our uh, Facebook event uh, for that the day before. So, again, always kind of take a look on ALRPRA.com for a link to the shows and see who's coming up soon. We're going to have another page on the site devoted solely to that shortly. But, again, thank you to Jim Thompson, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in to the Consumers Law, or the Lawyer's Toolbox, rather, on uh, ALRPRA Law Talk Radio. Don't forget about our, lawyer, our Consumers Law Journal show on Tuesdays. We also want to thank our sponsors, the Intellectual Property Law Office of Nancy K. Ducharme, Jim Thompson of Midwest. 
Consulting Group and credit damages expert George Finder. Again, by way of disclaimer, this is a general information program. The advice on the show does not constitute legal advice. Results may vary based on your location and vary by state. Comments made on this show by callers and guests do not constitute uh, a professional or otherwise an attorney-client relationship. All callers remain confidential and rights are reserved by ALRPRA Incorporated. Again, ALRPRA's Law Talk Radio mission is to bring our attorney and non-attorney audiences together and share the tips and tools and practice area information everyone can use to be better informed practitioners as well as consumers. With guests and listeners located nationwide, we appreciate the opportunity to use the socially networked radio program to bring people together and share collective intelligence. ALRPRA's underlying mission, underlying values rather, are transparency, flexibility, and humility. We are a full-service law practice management agency available nationwide when professional quality matters to your firm. Thank you again, and please tune in next week for the Consumer's Law Journal on Tuesday and the Lawyer's Toolbox on Thursday. Again, both shows are at 3 p.m. This is Nick Augustine for ALRPRA Incorporated, and we, as always, thank you for your time.